0: So, anyway, I saw you and I was like, oh, a basketball lesbian I've never seen before. I remember thinking.
1: All right, we should be live and cooking. Okay, look at us. Our first episode with actual podcast mics. I gotta
0: take a little video of this.
1: Well, I, I think we'll be able to explain to the listeners that mm-hmm. this is really our beta testing episode. Of mm-hmm. Being three years in actual podcast equipment and materials it only took us three years. And as you probably can hear, Lizzie's mic is working differently than mine, so we'll fix that for the next episode. But I'm I'm really hopeful we will have to listen to this one back, and by we I mean me, mm-hmm. in a few hours from now, and see how this goes. But I'm I'm really hopeful. I think there's one more piece of equipment that I need so that we will not we both don't need to have our computers open.
0: Yeah, right now we're each recording on our own computer with our yeah. own
1: mic, and, then and that's Grace- because. I'm a silly little dummy who no. is a musician and doesn't have an audio interface.
0: Well, we're but, making do.
1: Yeah. And you know what? It is as advertised. Did you all hear Preacher's Kid and think that this was a, recorded by an audio engineer? No. You you thought that Preacher's Kid was recorded by someone with a hope and a dream and a lot of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Figured yeah. it out. I recorded that on a paperclip.
0: Yep. On a potato.
1: On a potato. I this took so much energy to
0: do. I know. And now
1: I kind of forgot what the episode is about.
0: Okay, well, let's back up and let's intro.
1: One day we will laugh about how long it took for us to get microphones.
0: This is under our roof. Let's say that. I'm Lizzie. You are Lizzie. And you are.
1: Grace or Semler, depending on how you know me.
0: And we are joined by our two producers. Who
1: did nothing to Who help us? Who did in nothing to
0: process. help us? We've been giving the dogs new names lately and we've been like exclusively calling them by their new names. Mm-hmm. Bean So we got a bassinet for our baby. That's this brand called Snoo that everybody seems to love. So we'll see if the baby likes it. We just think the name the Snoo, which is what they call the Is bassinet. the bassinet called the Snoo? Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it's just Snoo and not the Snoo, but I feel like everyone calls it the Snoo. Right. And so we've started calling Bean the Snoo because I feel like it just fits him. Like he is the Snoo. He is the Snoo like a little Dr. Seuss character. And then Grace decided that Bunny's new name is Elaine Madrid. It is her name. And so we've been calling well, their characters in my own little Dr. Seuss universe. Yeah, so we've been calling the dogs the Snoo and Elaine Madrid like exclusively. I'm not sure if our sweet listeners
1: at home understand how quickly I am from creating an entire cinematic universe with one word that I like, namely the snoo. The snoo. (laughs) I hear the snoo very quickly. Elaine Madrid was born. She's a government (laughs) operative, but in like a fun children's book way, Mm -hmm. you know, where she almost like a Carmen Sandiego. That's Elaine Madrid. She's a real mysterious shadowy figure, but just thinks the world of the snoo. The rhyme scheme for this, it's very doc. It's very the Grinch, but Mm -hmm. it's a Elaine Madrid was a charitable belle. The gross things the snoo did, well, she thought they were swell. Like things <laughs> like that. I'll just be saying them around the house. Yeah. It's a whole new world.
0: Yeah. And Grace is always like, What's new? said the snoo.
1: Yeah. I've been thinking of ways to describe him. It's actually kept me up a little bit at night, which really? is refreshing because it's not a song mm-hmm. that I can't do. It's a poem I can make in my head. It's kind of a fun puzzle for me.
0: Who knew you'd crossword. be a poet? Well. <laughs> Okay, so we had an idea for this episode, which was born from a late night conversation we had a couple nights ago um, about why certain people are drawn to their partners in like a positive way, not like what do they see in them?
1: No, but it's sort of beyond the physical attraction yeah. or the initial spark. When you start getting to know someone, what are those sticking points that differentiates between maybe a, f- a fleeting romance and something more enduring.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about um, whether sometimes it can feel like people are drawn to each other because they they represent something that I guess is not present in the other person. So like if you're very serious, then maybe you end up falling in love with someone who's really funny and goofy and you compliment each other. Or like we were mentioning friends who maybe drawn to each other because one person doesn't have a lot of family and the other one has, like, a big vivacious family. And that's, like, really something that is a big plus um, to the person who may feel like, oh, I've always wanted to have a big family and I could join this one because I fell in love with somebody. Anyway, we're just talking about... For some
1: reason that description makes it seem sort of, like, nefarious. Like, I will join this No, I don't mean (laughs) it that way. they found, like, a target.
0: And I can't really imagine someone, like going for another person and like wanting to get married to them or partner with them for life just because of their family like you would have to like the person Um, too but
1: I think that there might be some people who would disagree or at least have some experience with that maybe not themselves but I actually feel like there are some relationships where the family's so awesome or something or Mm -hmm. you just get so you just can't imagine your life without that family structure that's like your whole Mm -hmm. social net
0: yeah I mean maybe but you probably at least had some initial yes. attraction. Yeah, I mean that it would
1: be crazy. I'm just, I mean, I'm just thinking here, like, what's a really
0: cool family, like that, that we know in real life, or maybe
1: like a celebrity family.
0: Um, well, it makes me think of like the OC, one of my favorite shows. Like marrying into the Cohen family would be really fun.
1: Yeah, and then even if you were maybe not the most attracted to the person that you were dating in the family. You might be, they might gain extra points because of their really cool family. Yeah.
0: I can agree with that.
1: Because life is long, you know, and like you, you want to invest in a fun future and in-laws are, in-laws are tricky. So Mm -hmm. if you found some like really great in-laws, I would understand why that might seal the deal for some people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So (laughs)
1: uh, wait, no, that sounds bad. I mean, I love your family. Yeah.
0: I know, but I get what you're saying. That's not why you wanted to be with me. No. I mean, uh, honestly, I I
1: don't know if Anna's listening, but she did, she scared me so much. My sister. Yeah. Your younger sister, your eight year younger sister. But you love her now. I do. But she was, I mean, she reeks of like, when I met her, she was like a very popular middle schooler. She was a little older than me. Almost nothing more terrifying. What was she in ninth grade? That's even worse. It's terrifying. (laughs) A popular freshman. Yeah. I have nothing to relate to her on. Mm -hmm. I just remember like yelling music artists at her and seeing if she thought they were cool and getting the most tepid response (laughs) the most that she emoted was when i said i was like drake and she was like yeah she's always loved drake yeah and i was like all right we're in baby (laughs) we're in
0: that's so funny so anyway we were talking about what draws people to their partners and what qualities like first attract you to someone and we were well because we were saying like well what was what was our Initial draw to each other that was not physical, like
1: beyond the spark, you caught my eye mm-hmm. in a physical way. Which, if you go back and look at photos of me from this time, just know that Lizzie has a vision, <laughs> so. Lizzie sees a potential in me that was so not Grace, existent at the time. Come on, I mean, my face was the same,
0: yeah, but it, it
1: did have makeup on,
0: yeah, wow, oh. not always though.
1: Most of the time, I didn't want to be wearing it,
0: yeah. Most of the time you're in like basketball clothes. Yeah. And I was saying, okay, so last night we were at a friends giving dinner party. We're recording this Thanksgiving weekend. We already had Thanksgiving. It was great lovely day, very easy and cozy this year. Um, We kept it pretty simple. And then we went to a Friendsgiving on Saturday night and we were kind of talking about this stuff there too a little bit. We were talking about like the early days of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to our friend Delaney who went to our college who knew a lot of the same people that I knew, but for some reason I never knew her. And she was saying, like, what did I think when I first saw you? And I remember thinking like, oh, like, because I was so in the arts and humanities world. Like I was studying art history. I was like very into that whole like social scene. Super into
1: the school. Yeah. Like acad- academia mm-hmm. and kind of the, the nerd level of college. Yeah. The nerd tier, nerd them.
0: I know. I was kind of into all that. Yeah. So anyway, I saw you and I was like, oh, a basketball lesbian I've never seen before. I remember
1: thinking A that. basketball lesbian you've never seen before or like yeah. you would never seen a basketball lesbian no before?
0: that I've never seen and I oh, remember okay. kind of thinking like you had oh. a rolling
1: tally of the basketball lesbians no
0: that's the thing I remember thinking like oh I'm I'm so not plugged into like the sports side of things like I want there's a whole new world out there waiting for me crazy that you were
1: openly gay on a campus mm-hmm. and not plugged into the sports scene I know for your own just like dating health and well-being
0: I know. Because is... you were
1: so in like arts and humanity yeah. and just doing well in school gays. I would think that they should have mixers practically. I know. were really... the, the, you know, dummy jocks like me. <laughs> there should have been absolutely a more of a convergence between our worlds. Because I'd never seen you.
0: I know. You were not a dummy jock.
1: I was. I think there are some teachers that would be like, just let her have this one.
0: But then I was not good at school. I wasn't good at school. It's lucky in a way that I, it's lucky for my own, like, I don't know, sanity that I didn't discover that world sooner because it turns out that's exactly my type. Oh. Is you. Oh. (laughs) And like people that aren't obsessed with school. (laughs)
1: You didn't know that was your type?
0: Well, I should have because in high school, that was who your I dated. first girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like was like major, like softball lesbian, not super into school. And then in college, I dated people that were more kind of like intellectual and like vying for like Yeah, you professors. don't have to worry about that with me. Come on. <laughs> and then I dated an ultimate Frisbee person. I don't know how much we're counting years. that. Exactly. Because ultimate
1: Frisbee... Ultimate Frisbee is ultimate. Mm-hmm. It is a sport. It is. But I think if we're... Okay. I don't know if this is maybe controversial, but ultimate Frisbee is definitely a sport. I worked at the Campus Rec program. I like oversaw many of their tournaments and games. It's extremely athletic, for sure. But you know that like no one is going on a full-ride scholarship to play ultimate frisbee anyway, true i'm pretty well, it's sure a club it, sport. it's a club sport yeah. it's an intramural sport doesn't mean that it's not very intense mm-hmm. and that people don't take it very seriously but i will say there's a different level of seriousness that i experience that will make you sometimes cuckoo kachoo like when your sport is like the reason why you're on campus like when it's like really like you can't not go full out you you really can't mispractice well, yeah. like even if you have a test or anything like the sport comes above everything else in your life i don't think ultimate frisbee it's a different breed actually probably a, a more well-adjusted breed of gay for I sure that
0: i mean at least in all of the iterations of uh, ultimate frisbee that i have any experience with it's not a college sport it's a club sport it's a sport for fun yeah it's a sport for fun so but you like when you're a student athlete you're like an employee of they, the school they suck the fun out of the yeah
1: sport. so Unless, yeah, I, I mean not for everybody but for me yeah they were like did you enjoy playing basketball not anymore i
0: know <laughs> that's the thing like so my brother was getting recruited to play soccer for a bunch of colleges and he almost went to emory in Atlanta to play soccer there. And then he went and like they had an overnight thing where you could come and like stay with one of the players on the team and like go to a practice. And he was like, wait, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to have fun in college. So he ended up just playing club soccer and not being like a student athlete. And it was so much better.
1: This is such a tangent, but I think we're just excited about our new microphones. What I will Mm -hmm. say is that I remember the college recruiting process for sports and all of my like high school and club basketball coaches lamenting that I didn't have a killer instinct. They they were just like, you would be so good if you always wanted to win. If that was like, if you were just so sort of like hell bent on winning. Like, why doesn't that exist within you? And I kept like trying to find it. I was like, I'm not I'm not trying to let you guys down because you know, not to toot my own horn, but like, there was a time when I was really good, and so I, I knew that I could be good. I just didn't care that much about winning Mm -hmm. i really cared about having fun i loved the camaraderie i loved playing a team sport i loved the 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 athleticism of basketball the the game the strategy it was the winning the like needing to win and like crush your opponent which you need at that level yeah college that I never was going to have. I was just certainly just never going to have it. And so I think that if you do have it, then you probably would love playing a college sport. And if you don't, then I would recommend just playing it at the club level, which is what I ended up doing once I got injured and had a whole like my whole train wreck year. Yeah, it was a lot more fun. And I think that that is what ultimate Frisbee gays and also ultimate Frisbee straits not proven but alleged, Mm -hmm. um, have shown that you can just play a sport for fun in college and it can also be intense and a good throw. I don't know what the... good (laughs) throw at things, you know?
0: Or you can be like me and not play any sports and... In fact, avoid them so that you don't injure yourself by like just walking onto the field. And or meet any potential suitors though. That's true. I know I did miss out on that maybe. But looking back, I wouldn't change anything because I met you. And that brings us to I have an idea. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking with this episode talking about like what draws you to your partner and kind of like the history of meeting our history, meeting people. I feel like we've told kind of our story of how we met a long time ago on the podcast, but I probably was probably in the
1: first episodes when we were so shy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking it could be fun to play a little game sort of thing. Not really a game, but like a little exercise Okay. where we tell the story of how we met and how we got together. But it's like that thing where have you ever played the game where you go around in a circle and you like make up a story and each person says a sentence mm-hmm. and then you just have to go with it. Okay. So, like, the first person will be like, This is an improv game? Yeah, kind of. Wow, we get microphones, and all of a sudden, <laughs> we're a comedy podcast. Uh-huh. Okay. If we were just playing the game in general, then, like, if we were starting out, then I might be like, This new lived in a little house. And that was like my first sentence. And then you would say something. And then the next person would say something and we'd like build a story. Okay. So let's do that. But let's tell the story since we both sometimes have conflicting memories. You, yeah. It has been more than 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about like the early days. Conflicting
1: memories is like a really generous way of (laughs) saying
0: Let's talk about the early days of when we met and like, you know, all that.
1: I think... We both hurt the same way, scared of love and airplanes. I wonder if you feel it too, I think. We both hurt the same way, always chasing highways. I want to run away with you.
0: Don't be a stranger.
1: All right, it's your game, so you go first.
0: Okay. We met on December 5th, 2012.
1: How do you remember that?
0: How would I not remember that? December 5th? Yeah.
1: So I'm just going to say one sentence back.
0: Yeah. And you can like skip ahead if you want. And like we have to kind of vibe with each other. We can't like can we can. Okay. So your sentence was. Mine was really basic. I was just kicking us off. We met on December 5th, 2012.
1: We barely met on December 5th, 2012 because it was a new student orientation that lasted all
0: of 20 minutes. Man, this is hard to just do one sentence at a time. Mm -hmm. I asked why you don't have a Belgian accent. Because
1: I said I was from Belgium. And to this day, it remains one of the more confusing things that people learn about me when we meet.
0: After that first meeting, which this is kind of a rambling sentence, but you were were correct. We just barely met. But I do remember you. I remember you. I think you were wearing purple. You were growing out your hair. Yeah, you were wearing purple sweatpants. Mm We. Did not see each other again till probably early
1: February. In class. We met again in class.
0: Yeah, we had... You a- introduced
1: yourself as Elizabeth. And then a friend of yours who had known you for a while humbled you really quickly and said, most people just call her Lizzie. And I was like, I, I got her number. She's trying <laughs> to be super serious over here.
0: So I mentioned earlier... Okay. Can we do like two sentences sure. roughly? It's, it's really hard actually sure. to do like one. I mentioned earlier that I my first thought when seeing you on December 5th was a basketball lesbian I've never seen before. There was quickly an incident in which I thought I might be wrong and that you were not gay. Do you remember what that was?
1: Yes. We had to go around We had to ask professors to help us on some paper or something for this class. And I said it felt like I was asking a guy out. And this was a typical tactic of me at the time to keep people guessing. Those on the inner circle knew I was gay, but we were still in North Carolina. So I like to throw a few little uh, red herrings out there to get people off the trail. Although, given that I was wearing women's basketball clothing and sweatpants most of the time. I don't think that saying things like, I feel like I'm asking out a guy and wearing pearls was throwing people off that much.
0: Well, in any case, I thought, huh, maybe I'm wrong. Until one fateful night when my soon-to-be best friend, but I didn't really know her yet, Sarah Wells, told me something very interesting.
1: I had gone up to Sarah Wells after class and said, hey, a lot of information coming at you really quick because we knew each other a little bit. We weren't close friends, but we knew each other. Said one, I'm gay. And she was like, oh, my gosh, congratulations. I was like, yeah, we're moving on from that, though. That's not the news. The news is that I have a crush on your friend, Lizzie, and I want to know what your thoughts are on that. And she was like, "Okay, let me get back to you. And that was the last that I'd heard of it for a while.
0: Okay, let's pause the story. Why did you have a crush on me? I don't think we'd ever really talked. I remember when
1: we were going around and saying stuff in class, you had very alluring eyes. And you did. Really? Yeah, you did. I mean, you do as well. You still do. You have very like mysterious eyes. Your face doesn't. I mean, honestly, I'll just say you have the effect that I think a lot of people want in a room especially then, which is like, I think you were genuinely mysterious. Hmm. And, and to the point where I was like, I don't know, she might hate me. Like, this stare is giving away nothing, and I must marry her. <laughs> like, it was so – you were so mysterious. That's what I always think about. You were just mysterious, but not in a mean way. There was like this underlying kindness, but I just always felt like you had this whole story and wisdom to you. I really – Almost immediately, I was like, this girl is so much smarter than me. That's the most attractive thing in the world. Everything that you would share in class was just so interesting to me and very subtle. Like you had this like restraint about you that was just totally captivating. And yeah, I think that was that were, those were the things that really drew me to you.
0: Mm. And sweet. That's very interesting. You didn't laugh at
1: my jokes as well. So that yeah. was like an immediate swipe right. <laughs>
0: Back to the story, Sarah Wells, who I wasn't really friends with, but quickly became good friends with, randomly told me sometime in February, you know that girl Grace in our class? She has a crush on you. Really subtle. And I was like, wow, my, my, my. (laughs) The basketball gay? Yeah, I guess it is a
1: basketball gay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Oh, so now it's my turn. So then one day after class, enough time had gone on. So I was like. Hey, Sarah Wells, like per my previous email, like what's the tea on Lizzie? And she was like, oh, oh my gosh, I have like good news and bad news. And I was like, hit me, hit me. And she was like, Well, the good news is that she's gay. And I was like, that's crazy. Cause I had a similar thing of like a uh, a nerdy gay. Like, where have they been? Like mm-hmm. I didn't know, I had no idea where you were. And I think I my world was very much a bubble to that point of the of dating and like going out and Mm -hmm. whatnot. So that was already crazy. And so she was like, yeah, the good news is that she's gay. I was like, awesome. Bad news is that she's with someone. And I was like, TBD.
0: Yeah, I was dating someone at the time. And pretty much like the next week or so, Sarah randomly came over to my apartment again. She was just determined to weasel her way into being friends with me. And I'm so happy because she's one of my best friends to this day. But she said, um, I think you should break up with your girlfriend. Did she really say that? Yeah. That directly? Yes. Well, I don't know what happened next. Okay. So I ended up honestly taking her advice because she kind of pointed some things out to me that I was kind of just checking a box like, okay, yeah, I'm in this relationship. It's good. But I wasn't like head over heels. And there were some things that I didn't love about the relationship. And I was a senior in college. So it was kind of time to like, like cut ties if i was i know that sounds harsh but also keep in mind i'm like barely not a teenager yeah at this point i was like 20 for 21. our listener at
1: home i think a lot of relationships before your frontal lobe develops when you're 25 you're kind of just testing out what you like what you don't like yeah yes you can meet someone who is your lifelong partner we certainly met at that time, but you shouldn't feel as though you need to make something work just because you feel old. Like you yeah. feel like you should. You you should have an enthusiastic, yes, this is so much fun. I look forward to all the adventures that life will bring us and not like, I have to see this one through. You d- You really don't. You really don't when you're that young. And so I- think that for for both of us I'm not proud of a lot of I mean I'm not like ashamed of my dating history but I won't say that I was the most tactful or respectful or best version of myself prior to our relationship because I think you're you're just young and figuring things out and doing your best and making mistakes and I think it's because of those mistakes that I was able to show up for our relationship and learning from those things.
0: Totally. I feel like I was I was super messy in college with dating and stuff. And it's like, at the time, it seemed like the be all and end all. And now it's just kind of funny. Like, come on. I was like 19. Everyone's messy. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everyone is messy. And the way that you can kind of make a living amends to the mess of just sort of like, not creating patterns, not recreating the same mess over and over again but like if you're messy and you're dating in college
0: you're human baby you're alive yeah for sure for don't sure be so hard on yourself it gives somebody it gives everybody something to talk about too yeah do like, you want to have on.
1: stories at a friend's giving that we went to last night <laughs> yeah. everyone was sharing tales yeah we were like xbf tales i mean what man our one friend shared that like crazy story about like meeting a guy on a plane
0: like yeah crazy let, let yourself be silly yes totally agree so I don't remember whose turn it was but I was newly single kind of like partway through the spring semester of that senior year 2013 and then
1: we started getting to know each other I would kind of invite myself over to dinner parties and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I hosted a few get togethers at my college apartment where Grace was invited and I would be very, I was like inviting several people over, but I was really like only focused on you. Like I pretty quickly liked you back.
1: This is interesting information because I really felt like I was like, take a number, honey, at the gatherings.
0: No, not at all. But I, but it's my way that I wasn't going to like make it super obvious that I was interested. But okay, let me let me pause the story, the back and forth story and think of because you said like what drew you to me and I felt like what drew me to you was really a few things. I quickly was very smitten with the whole class clown vibe that you were bringing. Like you were very buckle up. You were very like class clown kind of Mm -hmm. persona. And I was like, wait why do I have such a big crush on the class clown? Like I hadn't ever gone for someone like that before. And I just was like, just had such like a silly like butterflies crush like Like, i just why
1: is this person being so outgoing when they have not turned in the paper that is due (laughs) in this exact same class what boldness what is going on underneath the surface here
0: well and i was saying this to you the other night but at that time i was i feel very uptight with like school and grades i was very fixated on going to my dream law school but at this point I had already gotten into my dream law school. Like it was senior spring I was going to be going in the fall to Berkeley. And so I was like, why? I don't know. Looking back I'm like, I could have definitely let loose a bit that last semester. Like Berkeley's not going to like rescind my acceptance as soon as I as soon as long as I still graduate like whatever. But anyway, I was convinced that I needed to get straight A's my last semester of college or else Berkeley would like take back my acceptance or something. So I was pretty uptight. And like, you were the complete opposite. You were like, did not care. You were just like, seize, get degrees, baby. Like, I am not worried about my grades. I'm not really worried about anything except having a good time. Well, and, like you Probably around this time, I shared sort of my college
1: journey with you which mm-hmm. would have given some context to like, literally, I'm just trying to get out of here and like, find my fortune in California. <laughs> like, I'm I'm just trying to like, make my mama proud. Aww. And we're not trying to like, do anything special because we've everyone in my family has accepted that my future is not an academia.
0: Yeah. And I was just like, so drawn to your energy. And I really felt like, even though we were so different, I felt like we were at the same time on really equal footing as far as like being really excited about our future I think we both were like excited we both were planning to move to California which was an interesting like parallel from off the bat we never had to be like where should we live after college like we both were planning on moving out here and then from there like I was just I could tell that you had this like spark of like being excited about the future wanting to like hit the ground running after college and really like make some kind of beautiful life for yourself. And I felt the same, but I just had very different ideas of how to do that. And that has continued to this day. I think for different reasons,
1: we both really wanted to plant roots somewhere new and create our own thing. And I think about that with, you know, our baby shower two weeks ago, where we have so many like old friends, like we really wanted to create like chosen family and like plant roots. And I think start something that was different from where we grew up because for, for very different reasons, you know, you for Raleigh and me growing up internationally just wanting a home base that was our own, where we could really feel comfortable, I think was something that we connected on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And early on, when we started dating, we were always just like having people over for pre games. We were really wanting to just bring people into our life. And like oh, many of those people that would come to our kind of gross pre games in my apartment in L.A. are the same people who like came to our baby shower and were at our wedding.
0: Yeah, it's true. So there were a couple of fun, fateful nights around this time when I was newly single and we were kind of like had this unspoken crush on each other. But like we didn't have each other's phone number. We hadn't kissed or gone out on a date or anything. We would just kind of like flirt in class and in these like dinner party type things on like once a week maybe. And then do you feel like there was a fateful one fateful night?
1: Well, Sarah Wells, same same old Sarah, said that the
0: 3 of us were going to go get dinner or something and then she bailed at the last minute. You're skipping ahead a little bit. Oh. There was one night where we went over to your house until late.
1: Oh, until the witching hour, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, this was like May, so a couple weeks maybe before graduation, and Sarah was still working her magic of like trying to set us up, trying to like push us together. And we were at your house. A and really
1: determined matchmaker she was. Most people would have just been like, "All right, I've I've done so much. How many dinner parties or like I get know. together's?" And she was determined.
0: And we played truth or dare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she dared us to kiss. She dared you to kiss me.
1: Yeah, she was really discreet. Yeah, I kind of remember being like, "I can't believe the first time I'm going to kiss Lizzie is going to be it from a dare." I kind of love it, though. You do? Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, come on. It's like, I mean, I love
1: it now because now. it's part of our story. But I remember thinking, like, Sarah really does not trust me to <laughs> make a move here. And I think I was very intimidated by the way that I liked you and how differently it felt. And yeah. then, and we talked about this the other night, of the uncertainty of you going to law school for three years, me moving to Los Angeles indefinitely. And... Wondering if I could honor my feelings for you knowing that we were going to start long distance.
0: Yeah. That was we were aware of that for sure. I think I was very intimidated by that. Yeah. And anyway, you did you gave me like a peck that night for it's truth or dare. Hot. It's no, super hot. I do remember your mouth was like really warm. <laughs> and it was really sweet. Like you seemed nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> I love that you still think this is cute because to me I find it a bit embarrassing
0: I think it's really cute and then that night you said something that like kind of changed my life
1: well y'all went home around three or four yeah it was late mm-hmm. we were all just hanging out I think we played beer pong and yeah. we we're just watching videos and whatever and eventually it was three or four and you and I think some one other person you were I was gonna
0: leave with Sarah.
1: Yeah, you were gonna leave. And as you were going to the car, Sarah like turned around and she was like, you have to invite her to stay over. You have to ask her to stay over. Like now is the opportunity. And I said, No, I don't have to ask Lizzie to stay over because I'm going to marry her. I said it like that. And to be honest, we were all drinking. So I think I was feeling a little bold with Mm -hmm. it. But I, I didn't want you to stay over the first night when we were drinking playing truth or dare, like having kind of a sloppy night. Um, I don't know. I think because I just knew my feelings for you were different. I didn't want to make you feel as though it was similar to other situations I'd been in. Yeah. I wanted to treat you differently. And so I, I remember telling that to Sarah, I was like, don't worry. Like I do like her that way, but I don't need to invite her to stay over at 3am. I'll be seeing plenty of her when we get married. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Sarah told me that you said that. Okay.
1: You know what? <laughs> a lot of the things here, I'm realizing that Sarah is not the vault that I thought she was at this time.
0: She's definitely not a vault, but her methods were effective. Hey,
1: if you want to play matchmaker for two people that you do think should be with each other, the recipe is so simple. You do just tell the other person yeah. <laughs> that the uh, that like I can confirm from my ears, I have heard they like you. Yeah. It really works. It does it because really, it really it works. It helps. It's it all lubrication
0: for all the nerves and stuff. Yeah, it's true. So anyway, I got your number around that time too. So I ha- and I remember the next day like texting you like thanks for a fun night kind of thing. And that was like one of the first times I texted you. We didn't really have social media the way we do now. I didn't have
1: Instagram for years. After this. Yeah. I think I
0: I had Instagram, but it just wasn't at all what it is now. It was like kind of just like a little fun way to share a picture. Like every now and then there were no Instagram stories, nothing like that. Um but back in my day. Yeah. (laughs) But we had Snapchat around this time. Yeah.
1: I don't like Snapchat.
0: We could probably, like... I think we can speed through speed the rest through of Speed through some of the story. But, okay, I'll say that a few weeks later, right after I graduated, Sarah, again, wor- just putting in the work, asked Grace and me to help her move out of her college apartment. And she was like, let's get dinner. Would you guys help me, like, load up my car? It wasn't, like, a major thing. It was just moving. Like- I think we did two trips to the car. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't... It was, like,
1: she did not actually need our help. This no. was another...
0: Yeah, she was like, Can you help me move out of my college apartment? Cause I'm going she was studying abroad the next semester. So she had to like pack up some stuff because she was a year younger. So I had graduated, but she was gonna be at Elon next year. And she was like, and we'll go out to dinner. And then as we as I was like getting coming over to help with stuff, she was like, Oh, I actually forgot I have this other like friend in town and I have to go to dinner with them. But mm-hmm. You and Grace are both free, so why don't you guys just go to dinner? Oh my gosh.
1: Even hearing the story, my stomach is in knots right now. I, <laughs> I just remember being like, Sarah, don't do this to me. I'm so
0: oh my I know. Gosh. And it was like so silly because we both knew that we liked each other, but we were just like so nervous. So nervous. And I also, I really didn't want that to be our first date.
1: Oh, you made that clear.
0: <laughs> sorry. You
1: you made that expressly clear. I was ready to roll with it. I was like, all right, this is gonna be your first date. So Even though the circumstances are not ideal, I would have loved to have asked you myself.
0: That's the thing. I wanted you to ask me. I didn't want it to be like this convenience. Like, I guess we'll get dinner. So I was like, let's.
1: I was ready to rise to the occasion. I was like, absolutely, we'll get dinner. But there are a few other things that like, it just weren't the flow of the date the way that I would have wanted. Namely, I am the driver. I like to drive.
0: But I had a car. You had a
1: car. And I just remember being like, I don't like to sit passenger, princess. Wanted to like take you out on a date. There, I know that's like so odd, and there's probably certain like gendered stereotypes or something. I don't know. It's my preference to drive on the first date. I just wanted to drive you. I like drive to this day. Yeah, I drive us. Yeah, it's something I like to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like. Oh, I felt so silly to be like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. Will you? Will you take it? But can you drive us, please? Well, like,
0: the I whole thing, I was just like, this isn't th-, it was like a sweet night, but I was like, this isn't the vibe for like a first date of this person that I've liked for a while. And
1: I was sweating so much because we'd been lifting boxes for Sarah. Like, yeah. I was wearing like I think like Sophie shorts and a tank <laughs> top. I was like just not feeling good yeah. about myself. So
0: we ended up calling in an order. I was All
1: of this was your doing. Yeah,
0: I was like why don't we just call in a sushi order Mm -hmm. and get takeout and take it back to your house and like chill and eat sushi. Mm -hmm. And we had two separate orders.
1: Yep, you made sure of that. I mean, she was so slick with it. You were so fast. Yeah, getting your card out. So I was like, oh, we are there is no opportunity for me to pay for your dinner.
0: No, and nor did I offer to pay for yours. Yes. I was like, this is too separate. You you went really rogue.
1: Yeah. I was once, like once you were behind the wheel of the car, you were like, All right, I'm in eldest daughter mode. Yeah. I'm controlling the narrative here. Yes. I was, like, I was like, This okay, is okay. This is not a date. This is
0: like a fun hang. I'm happy we're getting the time to hang out and get to know each other more, but I don't want this to be our first date because it's not enough of like a date. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: We got to wrap up the story. Okay.
0: Really. So then we ended up kissing that night and I had to kiss you. this episode supposed to be about? This is like what first drew us to each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which we have it. talked about. We have talked about that. Yeah. Um. So later <laughs> that night, we ended up like drinking at Sarah's apartment and spending the night there on like a bare mattress because that's it's all so there hot. was. And we had our first kiss. Mm-hmm. I kissed you. We were actually sitting in the bathtub, of which sounds like way different than what it was. We
1: were putting our feet in the tub.
0: Yeah. So Sarah was like on the phone with her boyfriend. She was like, you two just soak your feet in the bathtub. So that, was, that was her thing. She would always invite people to sit on the edge of her tub because she had like a nice wide tub where you could sit on the edge and soak your feet. And um, so we were doing that. And then I kissed Grace. I know that
1: all of this is like our origin story and mm-hmm. stuff. But for some reason, I'm just like so cringing at like the... I don't know. I think just knowing you as well as I know you and love you now, I just am so bewildered by all of my actions and behavior. Like, oh, you were so the cute. fact that we just waited, you know, so long to express how we felt and things. It's just so weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, so odd.
0: I like lo- I love this story. But anyway, I kissed Grace. You kissed me because you were sick of me not kissing you. Kind of. I mean. I think think you were like, is this going to...
1: Yeah, but I think you were like, can we kind of wrap up the tension?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I kissed you. We hung out Mm -hmm. the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning, I had to drive... I had to go home because I lived like an hour. My parents lived an hour from our college. I had like an appointment to get my car inspected. So, I had to leave at like 6 or 7 in the morning the next day. So, I woke up super early, drove home... And then we both moved to California. And then you drove long up... Long distance yep. for three years. Well, we still weren't like dating though. But you drove up to visit me in July and you stayed for like a long weekend. Yeah, we were long distance for three years. Mm-hmm. LA to Berkeley. You know, that's now Louisiana. we're having a baby. And now we're having a baby. I'm doing three weeks. Yeah. Crazy.
1: And we started a podcast to yes. talk all
0: about it. This was a really long rambling one. Was This was. I'm but sorry. I think- no, no,
1: no, no, no. No, not rambling. Like we just had a lot to share. And I also think that we are testing out the dynamics of having microphones. Yeah, Because now we can look at each other. Have you all understood before this that we have not been able to look at each other while we record?
0: Yeah, because we're recording on one we're microphone. We're next to each we're other. We're cheek
1: to cheek. Yeah, we're literally cheek to cheek in the podcast. And now this is the first episode where we've been able to look at each other. And I'm just the time is just flying by. Yeah. Because we're just chit chatting. How How have you enjoyed it?
0: Well, I think it's a really sweet one. Like, it's a sweet episode for us to be able to look at each other because it's really cute to yeah. talk about these early days when we were so young. I
1: know. I'm getting a little mix of butterflies and anxiety. I'm sorry. It's just so, I think that, Um, I don't know, I think it's just like so sweet, but I think also it, you know how you get new skin every like seven years or mm-hmm. something? And so sometimes people will say that as like, you're a whole new person, which is not entirely accurate. But I understand what they're trying to say that like, in seven years, the physical body that Mm -hmm. did whatever actions, however many years ago is totally new and different. Yeah. And I think about that sometimes with like, sharing like the story of us and like stories of me from different eras in my life. Yes, is me, but also feels like so different. And it feels like kind of embarrassing that like, that was me. And you have to go through all those things to get to different chapters in your life. And that is the beauty of sticking around and seeing things through, but it doesn't mean that some pathways and roads and whatnot are just not a little bit like mortifying. Like I think thinking back to my like class clown days at like that class at Elon, like I'm sure that if I had to sit in class with myself from then, listening to those jokes <laughs> as such an unhealed person Aww. I would be like shut up damn it like I just feel like I would be mortified to be in the same room as that person and so I, I do think it's very sweet that you saw all the potential for who I could become and have bit, seen me through so much because dear lord I I find some some of the tales of my life from that time just so grating
0: I like thinking back on it. Thanks for the trip down memory lane.
1: Thanks for coming with me.
0: Yeah. And thank you for listening.
1: We do hope that this was a pleasurable listening experience. It was not without some technical difficulties to get this episode up. So I am looking forward to editing this one. And hopefully you can tell that we're upgrading and not downgrading. I'm really hoping that this sounds good. Yeah. And that we're entering a new and brave era you. for the podcast that we call Under Our Roof. Here, in a sweet old-fashioned way, my love.